Welcome back to another episode of Adam and Aaron with Keenan and Kel. I'm your host, Kel. I'm your host, Keenan. <laughs> this week we're looking at an episode called The Philadelphia Witch Trials. I'm sorry, I think I'm a little backwards this morning. <laughs> I think you are. Uh, the Chicago Witch Trials, which that's like the third place that these witch trials have taken place. They're all over the United States. Where was the first place, Adam? Salem, Massachusetts. Where was the second place, Adam? Chicago. And then Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, the year was October 31st, 1998. Ooh. This was the Halloween special of, uh, of that year. Wow. That's all we have to say about it, folks. We will see you next week. <laughs> I think I made that joke yeah. last week. <laughs> I'm, I'm positive you made it before, too. <laughs> Definitely. It's a, it's a very special episode of Keenan and Cal with a special guest star. Yes, a very special guest star who we will talk about surely um, with all the information that you dug up on her because I have, z- I have zilch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's join Coolio for a brand new season, Halloween, in the... Uh... In season three. It's always Halloween with Keenan and Kel because their outfits are always something to something to write home about. Or you could call them costumes. Kel's costume is particularly insane. Think of the bluest blue you've ever seen in your life. And then double it. That's the color blue that his shirt is. <laughs> it's very blue and it's like a satin shirt. And it's like a blue checkered satin shirt. That can't be comfortable. Uh, it looks. Or is it? Is, is satin very comfortable? I think it's very comfortable. <laughs> I think it's actually <laughs> okay, very. I don't really know. Uh, but he's got black overalls, so those. That's the most uncomfortable kind of pants. Certainly. They look like uh, fly fishing rubber pants. <laughs> that's what it looks. He looks like he's where he's about to go into the river. Oh, that matches his usual hat. It's right? got his, yeah, his black uh, bowler hat, not bowler hat. What do you call those? Bucket. Bucket. It's, bucket a, it's a bu- more of a bucket hat, yeah. And, and Keenan. I didn't even write down what Keenan was wearing. Keenan. <laughs> so. Oh, I got it right here on CBS All Access. Uh, Keenan is donning a blue shirt with uh, like just a normal button down. It's like tan-ish with checkers. And, um, very slight. It's a nice outfit, actually. Um, Keenan is always repping the short sleeve oxford shirts that that sleeve the sleeves go down past his elbows and uh speaking of the the meta intros that we've had for for keenan and Kel, this one's like round of the money too they've been going at it they they know the universe that they're in and the space in it they're occupying um and Kel is quick to tell keenan that he doesn't want him to say anything about the episode yep and he basically like has very good breakdowns. Like this always happens. You say something about the episode, I get frustrated. I say, "Oh, here it goes," and we run off. <laughs> and Keenan uh, insi- says, "Like what's every week, really?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so Cal preemptively says, "Oh, here it goes," and tries to leave before Keenan can say anything, which is actually pretty smart, yeah. right? Cal is like, "I know where this is going. <laughs> Let's just get on with it." Keenan makes him a promise that he won't tell him anything about the episode. Which, unfortunately for Kel, is just as bad as telling him something about the episode. Because, uh, cue the scary music, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Dun, dun, dun! Kel is so scared, he, he, uh, I believe he jumps in Keenan's arms. Is that... Effortlessly. (laughs) Like, like a, like a dove, he, like, swoops his legs up and and Keenan catches him. Like, it's, it's no problem. You're right. It is very effortlessly. (laughs) Yeah, they, they must have practiced that, like, all the time. It is very effortless, I meant to say. Effortlessly is an adverb. Thanks, teach. <laughs> I did not. I don't teach English. 
so Keenan is uh, showing, not telling. He is using musical powers of the uh, ominous. He spooks Kel. <laughs> yeah, basically. And uh, yeah, Kel's very much like, is this going to be a scary episode? And uh, I do not think it is. <laughs> Keenan, he's like, all right, let's on with the show. <laughs> uh, come on, squeegee. Squeegee, yeah. I don't know, Adam. It, it might be uh, considered by some men to be a scary episode. Because uh, because sometimes, you know, it seems like women just cast a spell on you, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yes, from that angle, be it supernatural or natural, it could be very scary. It could be scary for some Effects. people. It could bring up some, some yeah. old memories. Um, anyways, oh, here it goes to the show. Well, I, I, as Keenan leaves, the sound effects hits again. And Keenan says... He's like, oh, it was longer that second time. Boy, I tell you. <laughs> I like to himself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, all here goes uh, to a new set. To a new set, yes. We are uh, back in the classroom, but it's not the classroom of the crush or... Dish Day Afternoon. It's a different setup. Yeah, because they are on the other side of the United States. <laughs> hey, hey, they're still in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, they're still in Chicago. Uh, so we are introduced to the like different classmates of, of Keenan and Kel, which uh, no Janice anymore. No, no, th- they they thought that she was such a bad character they didn't have to write her back in, <laughs> and she was also located yeah. in Orlando. So see ya. Certainly, uh, but th- there's a there's a new I guess nerd in, in class. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Mark Cram. Mark Cram. Well, Mar- Mark Cram runs into the classroom after Keenan walks through. Keenan's wearing uh, his bright red uh, thick button down, you know, whatever. And Mark Cram runs in after him and uh, and gives Keenan a big hug. Yeah, yeah. He, he calls out Keenan as neighbor. <laughs> so I guess you, and he's talking about like, you know, hey, I tried to, you know, I saw you walking to school. I want to walk with you, but you, you just like, you start jogging. I couldn't keep up. Keenan's like, oh yeah, you know, you know, I I do I do my jogging. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna learn more about Mark uh, next episode. Oh, nice. He's the new uh, he's a new cast member. He's wearing a button down, long sleeve button down shirt, a sweater vest, and a bow tie with uh, these big glasses that look like fish bowls. Classic, uh, classic e uh, uh, geek. That's right, classic geek. Um, he's very peculiar, uh, so peculiar. Like when the teacher walks in in a couple moments. He runs up to her and tries to give her a hug, and she just is like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, but speaking of hugs, <laughs> Kel comes in and, and uh, following them, and he's like, hey, Keenan, Mark! And, like, gives him a big <laughs> hug. <laughs> yeah. Keenan's faces are on point this episode. They're they're amazing. Oh, I think it might be the best, yeah, the best so far. <laughs> yeah, because as soon as he does that, he has, like, a what kind of face. Yeah. What's going on? Keenan, that's actually funny because in the beginning of the episode, you know, like on stage, uh, Keenan's like, it's okay. I won't say anything. He does a good job of not saying things and, and with his facial expressions. Yeah, it's just his face. Following Kel is Sharla from the uh, from Skunkator vs. Mothman. She goes to their school, too. She goes to their school. She kind of works at Rigby's, kind of doesn't. We don't really know yet. It's the same bit again that, uh, like, she's really friendly with Mark and gives him a big hug. She gives Mark a big hug, and she also has somebody else with her. Yes. Uh, there's a new kid in school. Uh, her name is Becky. And uh, immediately when Becky enters the room, somebody has the hots for her, and you can just tell. Yes. And uh, this should be no surprise to any Good Burger fanatics out there. 
uh, because this uh, uh, Becky is played by Linda Cardellini. Linda Cardellini uh, was in Good Burger. Was she? She played Heather. The crazy girl. Well, who was Heather? Uh, at the uh, at, at Demented Hills, like the Ed's girlfriend. Oh there. no way! Yes, that that's her. Oh no way! Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so funny. So I think a lot of the uh, I think some of the chemistry in this episode is built off like their interactions from then. Oh my gosh! Of course, it's like they lived a different life and uh, they're reincarnated together. <laughs> um, anyways, we know that they have chemistry because. Cal sees her and uh, holding a bottle of orange soda and and wants to offer a peace offering. Like you know, he wants to like he, he wants to like offer her a gift. He's like, yeah. You, and the only thing he has to give is orange soda. So do you, do you want some orange soda? And she says, of course. I love orange soda. Yes. And they do the back and forth thing about who loves orange soda, and it <clears throat> ends with a we do we do we do. And, and then Becky takes like a like a swig from the bottle. Uh, what word would you use to describe that? Um, seductive <laughs> swig from the bottle, as best as you can. Yeah, I, 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 it makes me really appreciate Kel because he makes it look so effortless when he drinks like large quantities of orange soda. Yeah, it must be kind of hard to do, honestly. <laughs> yeah, she she does the best that she can, and it's probably better than I could do. But I think that's kind of I know we talk about orange soda a lot, but it is kind of funny. It, it, that's like his prop, right? <laughs> it's like it's like a two liter bottle. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that you're running around school with a two liter of. <laughs> it, it's pretty. Yeah, it's like that's just your hydration for the day. Like some kids do that with with a gallon of water. Yeah, was, these days. I was about to say uh, when I was in college, people would be in the library, <laughs> like like with just a whole gallon yeah i just always found that horrible <laughs> just looks like poor planning just get a get a bottle and refill it yeah, it's free they all sit, sit down uh, as the teacher enters the room uh mrs stogie is her name yeah what the heck is up with that <laughs> i don't i don't know uh, no teacher in the in the entire uh canon of Keenan and Kel has had a normal name what were the other names uh so there was a misnomer in all oh, right uh, in Montana, uh, there was Pumps. a uh, Miss Horn was kind of ordinary, although it's kind of racy a little bit. Yeah. Uh, then there was also a, a Miss. It was the Lufa, Mrs. Lufa. Oh, Miss Lufa. Miss Miss Queso taught Spanish. Miss Queso. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's been a whole. There has been a lot of teachers. It's good they don't just have the same teacher teaching everything. That would be unrealistic. Well, um, anyways. Mrs. Stogie walks in, declines a hug from Mark, and immediately points out that the whiteboard and the topic of the day, which is the Salem witch trials. Witch trials? <laughs> the witch trials. Yeah, the, the, that was the, the bit. Which witch trials? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, was Kel, that was Kel's joke. You, I mean, you, it's very obvious, right? but he goes. Witch trials, you know the Salem witch trials. Uh, do you think they do a good job explaining what witch the witch trials were and what witchcraft is? Um, in thirty seconds, I think they did an adequate job <laughs> of explaining the Salem witch trials. <laughs> I think they did a very uh sufficient job. And the main source of information about the trials comes from Becky. Becky seems to know a lot about witches. <laughs> yes, uh, worth mentioning. She is like very, very intent and enthusiastic about answering. These witchy questions. Which is interesting for a new student. Yes. Uh, and she points out the uh, the year that took place, 1692. Uh, 20 people falsely accused of being witches. 
And Keenan's very, like, quick to dismiss it, that there's no such thing as witches. And it's just at that moment that his chair falls apart after Becky looks at it. <laughs> yeah, she, she, like, really stares him down, whips her head around. And, uh, yeah, he has uh, the first spot of, a lot of bad luck. We should say that Becky is wearing all black, and she has long brown hair. Yeah, worth pointing out. And she also describes what she says in response to Keenan that uh, there are a lot of witches. And they're not all evil monsters. They're normal people, like you, or you, or me. <laughs> like that. <laughs> She's also... She's also wearing a choker, like the necklace thing, <laughs> yeah. which which is just screams modern day witch. <laughs> it's like she's definitely making some kind of potion. It's very obvious, right? So uh, Keenan's uh, chair breaks, and we have a like a, a witch clip art transition to Rigby's. Hey, you gotta be a little bit gentler with the clip art. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What what, what, what ber- beratement? We have witch art to take <laughs> us from. This school the Rigby's. To carry us off. <laughs> like a witch on a broom. To the land of, of Oz. Um, we are headed somewhere else. Where are we headed, Adam? <laughs> Inside Rigby's. Keenan is kind of, you know, musing behind the counter while Kel is playing a game of... <laughs> what's he playing? Kel is playing She Loves Me, She Loves Me Not with a bag of popcorn. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which, you know, after, like, throwing in and catching it a couple times, he just pours the bag on himself <laughs> makes a giant mess and, and shouts she loves me yeah he's got feelings for uh, the reincarnated for heather yeah i mean hey why not right it's like there's this new girl and she actually seems to like him that's what the, that was the vibes that were given off in class and uh and keenan is like hey you can't like her she's a witch she cast a spell on me i've had nothing but bad luck all day yeah and he's, he points out that like she knows all this stuff about witchcraft. And Kel's like, I know all that stuff too. And, and Keenan says, no, you don't. And Kel replies, oh, yeah, I don't. Yep. It's very, very confusing banter. It is. If you, uh, if you ask me. Keenan's facial expressions here are, are on the money again. Across this whole scene, just, just gold, not liquid gold. Watch this episode to see Keenan's crazy face. Yeah, I mean, he's like, he's squinting. He's, he's like angry. He's twitching with rage. He's like, he like can't believe that somebody would cast a spell on him. Yeah. And he's certain that th- that's what she did. So Kel has a theory that maybe his chair was a witch. <laughs> that's why. It's a pretty good theory. <laughs> Meanwhile, Keenan gets a paper cut from this receipt that he's like toying with. And Kel grabs it and throws it away. Uh, Keenan uh, lists a long spot of bad, uh, several series of bad luck items that have occurred to him. Do you know what those are? I do not, because I didn't write any notes <laughs> from this episode, if the audience couldn't tell. It was kind of a busy week. That's fine. Uh, so uh, uh, at- One of them was uh, uh, hitting his 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 foot on the door. Uh, he got hit in the head with a soccer ball, too. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I was I right about the hitting the foot on the door? You combined the two of them. He hit his head on the uh, with the soccer ball, and uh, he stepped in doggy do. Okay, okay, there you go. And then he got a paper cut and the chair broke, which is, you know, that's not a good day. It's a, it's a real bad day. Uh, and so he's like, I'm telling you, she's a witch. And as he says that, who enters the store? None other than Chris Potter. 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 <laughs> Wait a second, Adam. Is this before or after Harry Potter was written? Oh, hmm. Because, uh, because uh, I have another theory. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> <laughs>
I have another theory. I think Miss Rowling is a Keenan and Kel fan. <laughs> oh, you know. Uh, oh, you. Yeah. Uh, oh. Chris Potter was made, you know, back in when the show first started. And Harry uh-huh. Potter was released in June 26, 1997. So, it's. I think that's one of our. So, what you're saying is it's entirely possible. That Harry Potter, along with Google, was inspired by Keenan and Kel. Yes, that, that's exactly what I'm insinuating. Just, just clarifying. Okay, and why, why do we think this, Adam? Uh, well, uh, let's stop. As soon as Chris enters here and he hears witches, he says, "Follow me to the back," <laughs> and like whisks them away, spirits them away to the the back of the store. <laughs> spirits, <laughs> spirits. <laughs> It's like the whimsical Willy Wonka character, except like uh, um, he except, has except like secrets to tell. When he's like going through the tunnel, right? In yeah. Willy Wonka, there's a there's a right. darkness there. And um, he go they go to the back room, and we see the the set in the back. You know, the little bed on the side, the table with with three chairs conveniently placed around it. Um, and Chris like you know shuffles them to the back and has them sit down around the table and says. Oh, it's, it's it's too light in here. Turns the light bulb off that's above the table and pulls out a flashlight to shine on his face. <laughs> yes. Uh, Chris is very, knows a lot about witches and tells them just flat out, like, you know, uh, ways to spot a witch. They have a distinct odor. They smell like fire. Yes. And after one of these, he, like, punctuates it by doing something crazy with the flashlight. Oh, like, yeah. After that, he, like, points at each of them. Ha, ha. This is this is the best uh, this is the best Chris scene I've ever seen. It's it's um, pretty amazing, and I've got because some because there's some there's some um, really good cinematography here too. Like they're <laughs> zooming in as he's telling this really serious story that that he might just be making up, but he might not be. It might be real. Yeah, he, he he's got some good uh good direction from uh, I think it's a new uh, director this this episode Virgil Fabian. Oh, Virgil. Yeah, who, nice job. Who goes on to direct many episodes. This is this is one of his firsts. He must be a Hollywood guy. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so the the uh, the second sign that you can tell which is that they are always scratching themselves a lot. Yes, they're very itchy. Uh, um, and I know I know the next one. Okay. I know the next one. They have a green tongue. he's like shooting like like daggers of fear at them with his tongue yeah and he describes a final way you can spot a witch is that they have toes that curl like crow's feet yeah yes very scary um like keenan and kel are Really, like terrified. Y- y- you know how we talk about like the like the ch- childhood innocence of Keenan and Kel. They are as childlike as it gets in this moment. They are scaredy cats. I, I do want to point out that I like this. Um, this episode reminds me a lot of uh, mental telepathy from season one, because it's like uh, because we're dealing with the supernatural. Yeah, Ke- Keenan first thinks that something supernatural is going on, <laughs> and like, and this episode like. Uh, land, lands that way better than that one on yeah. that front uh, so but yeah uh, and Chris after telling this, them this you know says you know some they can cast good spells also can cast bad spells uh, but of course there's no such thing as witches anymore right so don't worry about it yeah I find that point interesting I just want to go back to that like Keenan 
thinks something supernatural is going on, but then at the same time, he doesn't believe in the supernatural, right? So he's too like, he's too prideful to think that anything supernatural could be going on because that would mean that he doesn't ever have control of the situation or the plan that he is creating, right? Because there's there's a, a, another level to this uh, operative mind of Keenan. Yeah, he, it's kind of him uh, drinking his own Kool-Aid in a way. Where he he invents a situation and then gets more and more paranoid by it, to just feeding right. off himself. Because yeah, th- this episode he went from uh, oh, there's no such thing as witches to oh no no I think there is and I think I've been cursed by one. I feel like Keenan has a lot of childhood trauma because he uh, <laughs> he is just unable to to regulate him his thoughts when they start coming up. Like when he has an idea, he can't stop himself from like thinking about it and seeing it through. I, I also think this is something that we've seen in past episodes before that we'll see in the future, too, that Keenan's kind of a scaredy cat. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he masks that with a, a tough exterior. Yeah, yeah, so deep down, he, he scares easily. After this, Chris says, uh, bye, I've got to pick, pick a mother from the car wash. I have a theory for you. Okay, I'm ready for it. We already got one really good theory out from this episode. Well, it's in a similar line to that. Why do you think Chris knows so much about witches? I think his mother is a retired witch. Exactly. I, I think that... <laughs> you say exactly! No, yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I think his mother might be an actual witch in this world. <laughs> because, like, uh, okay. Because we never... <laughs> uh, there's, no, there's no explanation for why he knows all these things about witches. The only thing that he says is that, of course, there's no such thing as witches these days, but he still has this, like, dictionary list of ways to spot them and th- features that they might have, powers and abilities like that. We never see Chris's mom, so who knows if she has a green tongue? And, and I mean, how many times has he talked about sc- scraping the gunk off of her feet? Yes, she's had weird feet. That- and, her, and her belly, like shaving her belly, right? That, I mean, that would be pretty itchy if you had a hairy belly. Yeah, scratching yourself and all the <laughs> shaving and, and washing she requires. <laughs> Grooming. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I want to, let's follow that thread and see if there's anything to that. Well, I mean, also think about Thanksgiving, right? She had to put her meat teeth in, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, maybe after all these years of eating with her green tongue, uh, there was so much, like, and, and drinking potions and stuff, there was so much damage to her teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she, uh, Chris has to drive her everywhere. Maybe that's because she only has a broom to transport her. <laughs> Or her bro- or her- she is a retired witch. Maybe she's a retired witch. Maybe yeah, she, I mean that's true. She wanted out, wanted out of I the witch world. I don't know when witches retired. They all seem pretty old to me. <laughs> Maybe aren't they very old? Aren't yeah. they like like hundreds of years old? They're all very hag-like. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I guess when they get to like three hundred and forty, they're like, yeah, I've had too too, too long here. But yeah, back to that. Chris is a he's a Potter. It's Mrs. Potter. There's. There might, be some, Potter. there might be some magic in, in their bloodstream. Right, and and, and and Chris could have gone multiple different ways in, with his life, and he decided to go the grocer route. But he also, at one point, probably could have chosen to be a uh, a wizard. Uh, there could also be some kind of real like spell that she has on him. Because of how like kind of just so that she so that he will stay local and take care of her. Yeah, yeah, he's like he's pretty much enchanted by ah. how much he has to like stay at home and take That's care true. of her. That's true. I mean, 
he doesn't have a woman, right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe she's she's actually oh, an maybe, evil witch who. Well, maybe she like has put some sort of like not a love potion, but the opposite of one. <laughs> like like made made it so that he does not have any interactions with with anyone to like distract her. But uh, it's a very right. yeah. It, it it I've got like a very psycho vibe. <laughs> From from Chris and his relationship with his mother. Chris's mother, right? She's maybe she's no longer this this matronly figure that we thought for so long. Yeah, so uh, let, let's let's put a pin in that and return to that in future episodes because that's. I, I love the theory. <laughs> I love the theory. A lot of good theories so far. Yes. Uh, uh, Becky and Sharla arrive in Rigby's, and uh, they they do a, a series of things up front that. Uh, uh, as Keenan and Kel like hear them and start peeking through the window, the door at them, uh, you, you see close up close ups of, of them, like, their faces as they look through this door, and each Keenan expression is amazing. Yeah, it's really good directing here. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, like, so so Chris like leaves to get his mother from the car wash, right? Why is she at the car wash? Maybe that's the only way she can get clean these days. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. Well, I, I don't know the, the rules of witches in this world, but I, I don't think you can pour a bucket of water on them. <laughs> that might be something that... <laughs> that's definitely not something. <laughs> Maybe that's why he always has to scrub her, because she can't actually, like, shower. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you can't use a wet... <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's probably a dry rub, um, a dry soap. Okay, spe- so... Spe- speaking of dry rub, <laughs> the first thing that happens to, to Charlotte and Becky is be- Becky... Uh, picks up a barbecue sauce and it like spills all over her that's right it spills on her um and so i, I don't really know what the point of that was uh i'll tell you the other the, the <laughs> next well the next thing is that she uh, has a uh what does she eat oh well she's eating like a, a blow pop like a, a green apple blow pop yep and the final thing is charlotte's pointing out like oh man there's so much dust on this can which i find really funny because she works there yeah and so and so (laughs) becky's standing right there and then charlotte blows all the dust on this can off and uh and it just goes right on her on becky and it gets it gets in her skin and it starts to irritate her and so she's she starts scratching as she starts scratching uh keenan peeks his head through the door and starts freaking out because his theory (laughs) That uh, that Becky is a witch is matching Chris, what Chris's description. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and they can do it back and forth because Kel goes out and looks himself, and she's she's always acting normal when Kel's looks. Uh, but when he reports this back to, to to Kel, Kel says maybe maybe she got some dust blown on her or something. And Kenan <laughs> says, "Oh yeah, that's realistic." <laughs> <laughs> um keenan is this is a great keenan and kel scene because keenan is just like going back he's going from like peeking his head through the door to the front seeing her and his facial expressions are the first time he was like scared and then he he, he like his mouth was open he was like oh and then he pointed he was like oh i know it and then he goes back tells kel kel's like blah 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 and so then keenan's like angry and he goes over opens the door and his face is like mad he's like a mad dog and he's like a mad dog face and uh what does he see this time when he's peeking through uh it's becky with the, like asking charlotte has this made my tongue green <laughs> and she sticks out her tongue and it is green and Keenan freaks out again yeah uh, but between that <laughs> kel looks through the door and just sees them like Talking, doing nothing yeah. this is my favorite scene of the episode at the moment of the episode keenan comes back and he draws he, he like in the air he 
he like writes. He says, tongue, <laughs> tongue green plus scratching equals witch. And Kel goes, Kel goes, you can't add things that aren't numbers. <laughs> and he like mimes erasing the board that he just wrote that on. <laughs> Which, like, I when I was watching this, I was like, what a great point. Yeah. Like, that, like that's not how – you can't just, like, correlate things together. Like, like it's very hard to do that in, like, research. But, like, Kel's actually, like, very correct here. It's one of his moments of clarity. So, uh, Keenan's like, all right, I'm going to go out there and see if she smells like fire. <laughs> so, so, he he walks out, says nothing to either of them, and uh, sniffs Becky. His eyes go wide and he runs in the back. <laughs> his eyes are going wide, like left and right this episode. Yeah. He's just, his facial expressions are so good. And he reports to Kel, she smells all fiery, like barbecue. And <laughs> that's why the barbecue <laughs> sauce. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. She smells like a barbecue. <laughs> and he is just, Kaden is just losing it. He's like, oh my gosh, she, she has everything. And they stop checking up on them because the two of them come to the back room. And see Keenan and Cal. Keenan runs to the door to try and escape, but has some bad luck trying open, opening it. And the rest of the scene is just him like desperately just scratching at it and trying to trying to open the door. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Charlotte's uh, like, Keenan, why are you acting so weird? You know, and she's. I mean, her and Keenan clearly like don't have a good relationship, right? No. It's like she's always like, Keenan, why did you do this? You're such mm-hmm. an idiot. Um, meanwhile, Becky. Um, has a gift for Kel this time. Yes. Uh, she has a special orange drink that she made herself. And uh, and Kel goes ahead and drinks it. And Keenan is like, no, 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 don't drink that. Don't drink that. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> Kel is like, wow, it's really good. And it's like, here, you should try some. <laughs> Keenan. He goes, Keenan, no. Like, <laughs> he, he does like a, like a palm, like a straight palm, like punches it across the room. <laughs> Yeah, and, and they're they're <laughs> so like, well, Keenan, what are you doing? <laughs> it's, and he like follows through when he hits it. He like yeah. sticks. He like sticks the <laughs> pose. Does. It's like it's just like what was the other thing in the in the episode that just happened? The skunk last week when he like before? fights him. He like does a punch to push to him. Is that what you're thinking of? No, it was when Keenan had like a bat or something and and knocked away. Oh, the balloon. He popped. The, he popped Kel's he balloon. He popped the balloon. Yeah, it's the same motion as the <laughs> balloon pop. Same like follow through. <laughs> yeah, no, they're like, why are you asking so crazy? He's like, it's okay, I'm chilling. Then he leans on the uh, computer chair and it just pushes out from under <laughs> me and he falls on the ground. So he is he is losing it. <laughs> He's losing it. Um. Anyways, they're just like whatever. Becky is unfazed by this. She's really got the uh, got the feelings for Kel. There's like a really a, a subplot going on here about you can tell that Charla's like really wingmanning. Or wing woman, I guess, uh, Becky. And try, like, it, it, I could totally, you can tell from the rapport, it's like they're friends, and it's like she knows that Becky likes Kel, and wants, and like he's kind of pushing her to ask him out. Right. And so, anyways, Becky does. She invites Kel over to um, Becky's house for dinner, and uh, and then, of course, invites Keenan too, and says Charlotte will be there. And, and so they're kind of trying to have a little, a little double date type thing it seems like yeah yeah so and keenan's like <laughs> when keenan's invited he says oh and then keeps turns right back around to try to get out the door <laughs> he, uh, if it's not obvious he's a little afraid 
Yeah. Um, so uh, Kel agrees that the girls leave, and Keaton is just like, you know, oh man, she's going to turn us into frogs or something. And Ke- but Kel does not is not listen to that. He's in love. Kel's in love, uh, and Keenan thinks he uh, yeah. thinks he drank the love potion. Yes, Ke- Keenan's theory is that Becky concocted a love potion. Uh, th- that's what that orange drink was. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, Adam, let's head over to the Rockmore residence where uh, Cheryl has made a special treat of her own for Roger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, rhubarb pie. No sugar. No fat. No oil. Like she like lists all the things. She's like, oh, it's very healthy. No butter, no filling, nothing unhealthy. As Roger takes one bite of this, and instant and regret washes over his face. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's very good. And she like kisses him, and she's like, I'm glad you like it. I knew you would. I'll get you another slice. Or, and uh, <laughs> he puts the plate down, and he's like mortified at this at what's happening so he grabs the piece of pie and puts it in his shirt pocket <laughs> he doesn't know what else to do yeah it's just a, a very very short-term plan <laughs> he's not thinking very far in advance unless it's like super dry like because he didn't like fill it with anything but I don't. Yeah, no. That's that's not. It's not a good situation to be in. Cheryl like comes back like right away, and she's like, "Wow, you must have really liked it." <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good moment. Uh, Keenan and Cal enter, and uh, Cal is accusing Keenan of like, you know, "You're just clumsy. You're not having bad luck." <laughs> As Keenan bumps into like the end table. Yeah, I mean, it is that he's exactly right. Kel, Kel's been on the money this episode. Mr. Rockmore's very much like, you know, oh, what's what's wrong, son? Come here, you can tell me anything. Right. <laughs> I like how he takes on this uh, old Englishman w- w- when your accent goes, like, too far. It's, come on, sonny. <laughs> sonny, tell me of your troubles in the mine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's just like this old British man. Maybe partially to distract from the the pie that's in his pocket. But uh, Keenan's like, okay, fine. I'll tell you what's going on. Uh, so there's a new girl in class, and she's a witch, and she put a curse on me, and she made, made Kel drink a love potion. They they pan they pan over to Kel sitting at the table, and who's just like looking up into the into All the corner with his his face in his hands, like he's just like smiling on cloud um, nine. And then and Roger concurs with Keenan. He's like, well, maybe she did put a give Kel a love potion. Who could love him? <laughs> yeah, I like immediately he deflects to to Cheryl. He's like. Why don't you ask your mother what to do? <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, this is, I don't know what to say. This is above my pay grade. Cheryl points out that there's no, no such thing as witches. Uh, but the, uh, you know, uh, Keenan insists that he's going to get to the bottom of things. And he has a lot of books from his local library on witches. I suppose they stop at the library on the way home. I, I suppose so. This is, this is good educational programming for kids. Pre-internet. This is not pre-internet. Okay, uh, pre Keenan had an inter- had he had the internet in one of the first episodes. He did. He sent out a a car buying guide. Yeah. So the I, first episode. I just think it encourages library usage versus just the go to your computer, which I think is a good for message for kids. I agree. It's a good message for kids. Um. So, anyways, they're in Keenan's room looking at these witch books. Yeah. As as they go upstairs, uh, Roger says to them, "Beware of going upstairs. There might be vampires." And Keenan just says, you got pie in your pocket. <laughs> <It's just laughs> Rounding mouth to Cheryl. 
<laughs> it's really funny. Cheryl looks and just like is so mad. Yeah. So uh, yes, it, what's happening in their room? Cal is reading and he's like, uh, he's sitting in the chair looking at the book and he's like, "Man, I can't even read this. There's all these weird witch characters." He can flips the book over, upside down. It's cl- classic. So what does their the sum total of their witch research? I tell Keenan. The way to combat the accursed is by using your non-witch saliva. <laughs> yeah, the tongue could... That's basically it. The tongue could be a powerful weapon against wit- against evil. So, uh, <laughs> I don't think they really got books on witches. I don't know what these books are on, but they're... What bothers me is this is the end of their research. They decide from that small piece of 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 evidence of of suggestion that they should go to the date, and and Cal's like, "What? We have to spit on everything?" Keenan's like, "No, I think we could just lick it." So their plan, their plan is to go to this date, go to Becky's house, and lick everything, so that it doesn't put a spell on them. That's the plan. There's no concept of, like, even in a world that that worked, licking her couch isn't gonna. <laughs> Is it gonna fix the spell or anything like that? Like it's not. It has nothing to do with him. Very short-term thinking this episode by the Rockmores and uh, yeah, and well, Kel. I, I think that's uh, that's part of. If there's a message here, it's it's a little bit about like conspiracies and don't like you know ha- have sor- have more than one source. What do you mean the Facebook bombs flat Earth source is is not a one not enough? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. You need to you need to sp- spread your wings. Facebook mom flat Earth. Uh... Um, uh, Q- QAnon <laughs> yeah f- f- flat, flat mothers of America flat mothers <laughs> <laughs> woo <laughs> anyways Keenan is Keenan is planning and uh and he's he's so excited he's he's explaining what the plan is and right as he says like the final words he knocks something over just ominous ominous of all of his bad luck um the transition here is notable we transition and we see becky stirring in what can only be called a cauldron yeah this giant pot and their 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 explanation is that she says thanks for loaning me this pot charla (laughs) and charla is like you know oh yeah i'm sorry i didn't have anything bigger as a joke, but... It is enormous. It's so large. And the spoon is large. And the transition is so good. Because <laughs> because as she's stirring, a Keenan like, cutout falls <laughs> down. Like, an animated cutout falls down. And she starts stirring Keenan in the cauldron. Yeah, no, it's really good. If this was Charlotte's pot, it must have, like, weighed, like, 100 pounds. Like, how did that you get... That is it? a cast iron pot. How on earth did you yeah, move that? How did you get that through the door? Let Why alone. was that an option? Yeah. You could fit in that pot. She also comes out with a different pot later. <laughs> like an entire... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, they're cooking, and Keenan and Kel arrive. Let's talk about their outfits real quick. <laughs> well, Adam, you see, um, uh, Keenan is wearing the same clothes he was wearing earlier, just about, except he's wearing, now wearing jeans, and he has... Uh, a black jacket on, and he's wearing a hat like Kel wears. He's wearing like a bucket, a bucket hat, just like Kel. And Kel's wearing like almost the same exact hat, <laughs> which is they're like they're like matching for their double date. They are kind of matching, <laughs> um, and uh, which is funny. And, uh, and Keenan looks not good in the bucket hat. <laughs> just... No, uh, but Keenan, uh, Kel brought over two Learborn soda, like he promised, and Keenan brought over two tubs of 
fried chicken. And Sharla takes them and is like, that's very rude. You knew that Becky was going to cook. Why would you bring chicken? <laughs> and they've got like a back and forth. Kel's like, you know, uh, Keen said it would be safer. I, I didn't say safer. I said playfer. Just the worst line. <laughs> yeah, not, not very good. Uh, I will note that this episode was written by uh, Kevin Coppolo and Heath Seifert. Surprisingly, I think every season they that they write, they, they write like one dud. <laughs> or, or one that's a little, oh. I would say dud, maybe below their standard. Here's the thing, Adam. Um, up until this point of the episode, it's not a dud. No, no, it's a pretty, it's it's like, they it don't they it's stick good. the landing. It holds its own. Absolutely. It's good. Once they read that licking stuff in the book, you knew that things were going to get weird. <laughs> it was just it was just a bad way to wrap up. The, was, they didn't know where to go. They hit a corner. And uh, anyways, so Becky takes the orange sodas and the chicken, goes into the the kitchen, and... Uh, Keenan Kel follow. Keenan Kel follow. <laughs> and uh, she offers Keenan a taste of the uh, the stew. But that's not what Keenan sees. <laughs> No, Keenan is so delirious that he sees literally a witch with like this this green this giant spoon and this cauldron like this cauldron with green light behind her yeah. and smoke coming up. She's got like a witch hat too, and they they like shine a big green spotlight on her. I think it works very effectively versus getting yeah. a bunch of makeup and stuff like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, and did, we didn't talk about Kel's outfit, did we? No, uh, he he's got a overalls on overall jeans and like an orange shirt underneath orange shirt yeah with nice blue stripe good old 90s um yeah the overalls is what i wanted to point out i just love love the overalls yeah i'm surprised they didn't dress up a little bit more like, yeah like, we saw what they wore for like the date episode on, on uh wake up fenced in oh yeah yep 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 he's like i'm in love here you go i'm wearing my overalls that's true love right there. Um, meanwhile, um, Becky's like, or Charlotte's like, why don't you guys go hang out in there? We'll take it from here because Keenan was acting real weird. Um, and speaking of acting weird, Kel sits on the couch and Keenan's like, come on, stop acting, st- stop doing that. We got to get to work. Yeah, he's like, like bouncing around and he's like, let's get to work. And they just start licking the whole apartment. Oh, I, I want to point it out. I want to point out uh, Becky's like house here because, uh, once again, I think she's got a lot of like witch tells inside the house. Uh, she has a black cat, right? An enormous black cat. <laughs> that cat must weigh twenty five pounds. Yeah, uh, named Fernando. <laughs> Fernando. Yes. Uh, she's got looks like candles, and she's got like a big uh, Medusa, like like plaque on the wall. And it's I think really like a, pretty weird. A Perseus like bust in the corner. Yep. Yep. And, and yeah, a, a giant zodiac wheel and like very probably as witchy as you could get in co- in like, you know, prop shops back then. Definitely pretty spooky. Also a a broom that's right next to the door. Yes, it's like right next to the door. Exactly where it would be if she was using it to fly around. Um meanwhile, Keenan and Kel are licking the entire house um or or the room. Keenan's holding a pineapple. Um and Kel picks up the cat and Kel starts licking the cat. While Keenan is licking the pineapple. Yeah, as Keenan licks it, he's just like, ow, ow, ow. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and out walks Charla and Becky to see Kel licking her cat. (laughs) And they are just like, um, what? (laughs) Are you licking my cats? No. You guys must be hungry. It's like the reaction. (laughs) Um... Yes, uh, and uh, and so then 
They walk back into the kitchen, like kind of confused. Keenan walks into the room, the like next room. So he goes kind of offset. Um, and he's like going like with the assumption that he's going to be licking stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, Cal in the foreground puts down the cat and he's looking around for Keenan. And what does he see? He doesn't find him. And so he's, he's like, Keenan, where'd you go? And he looks on the couch and there is a pineapple with Keenan's hat on it. And Kel assumes the only possible thing is that Becky put a spell on Keenan and turned him into a pineapple. <laughs> yep, that, that's what he said. That, that, that the, the holes in Kel's logic are, are really, really starting to, yeah. starting to hurt him. <laughs> well, th- he, he wasn't particularly stupid this, mo- for most of this episode. He was more reasonable than Kel, uh, more reasonable than Keenan, I would say. Uh, but all of a sudden, like, all stupidity is in this one moment where he's holding up the pineapple and he's, like, trying to listen to it. And Keenan in the back room is shouting, like, Cal is like, Cal, what are you doing? Keep keep licking stuff. <laughs> and he, 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 like, thinks that it's the pineapple talking to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like Keenan's standing behind him and, and Cal's just, like, looking at the pineapple like, Keenan, okay, okay. Well, you can still talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um... Sharla and Becky return, and Becky's got a more, like, kind of, you know, regular-sized pot in hand with the stew that they're going to eat in it. And she says, like, Kel, what is it? And Kel uh, accuses her, just like the... You! Just like the witch trials of old. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he publicly uh, d- denounces her. Yeah. And, and you it, witch! It's... it's cl- yeah, you witch, you turned Keenan into a pineapple. He says specifically, you turned my friend Keenan into a vegetable. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, nobody says anything about that, because what is there to say? Charlotte says, Cal, have you lost what's left of your brain, or whatever it was? Yeah, have you lost what's left of your mind? Yep. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, he says, this stew is some kind of crazy witchy potion. And then he does the the, the, the big ex- escalation, which is... He takes the pot that Becky is holding, filled with hot stew, and dumps it on her, putting the pot on her head. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just and the worst. The worst. Like, it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's it's real bad. I feel, I feel bad when you do that to, like, a guest star. <laughs> yeah. What the yeah. heck? Oh, she's, and also, a, she's a human being. <laughs> she's humiliated. In my stew experience, she should go to like the hospital. That, <laughs> that has to be at least a second degree burn. Yeah, no, that's that's real bad. Uh, so uh, Keenan like emerges uh, from the back, and Kel's like, "She's a witch. Let's hit her." And they grab like an umbrella in the broom and start whacking the pot, and Charlotte's freaking out and insanity on screen. They're, they're they're hitting the pot, right? Like like they're hit, yeah, they're hitting yeah. it pretty hard, um, and, and, and the vibrations are just shaking Becky to her core. Yeah, she um, she's like trying to move, and she's like sliding she's like back and forth. Slipping on the she's slipping on the stew, and Charlotte is just like, stop, stop! What's happening? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Kel's like, you turned my friend Keenan into a pineapple, and Keenan's like, yeah, you turned. Wait, Kel, how can I be a pineapple if I'm right here? And they and they use this opportunity to knock her to the ground to expose her witchy feet. Yep, they knock her to the ground. They they're like, look, see, she's a witch. Look at her feet, and uh, and they're um, normal feet. Normal feet. Normal feet. This scene kind of creeps me out 
uh, knowing Dan Schneider's uh, history. Um, yes, uh, I, I'm surprised that he was not in the writing pro- room for this with all the, I don't know, the feats and the, the licking subplots also bad too. It's not good. It's it's not good at all. Um. Anyways, Becky has normal feet, and Kanan is like that for for some reason that becomes the thing that is <laughs> becomes <laughs> evident to him that she's not a witch. Yeah. And that becomes the thing. They they take off the pot, and um. And like just they, they've they've ruined this girl's whole day. Everything. Yeah, <laughs> this new girl in school has been like humiliated, and Keenan uh, just kind of like, well, it's good that we got plenty of chicken to, to eat instead, since there's no more stew. And he uh, he runs to the back room, uh, the kitchen, to get the chicken. Yeah, um, I do like how they don't just, like, leave, right? Like, Keenan yeah. runs to the kitchen, and so they're, like, trying to make amends, and maybe they actually do. It leaves it more open-ended than them just running away at Scout. There's some degree of amends that, that take place there. Yeah, but that's about it. Uh, back on stage, we, we learn, like, the kind of the true damage that's been done. Well, first, Kel coughs up a hairball. Yep, that's a good moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe they wrote that moment first and see, like, how do we get here? <laughs> it's possible that's why they gave her a cat and the licking plot Cal explains like you just, you just had plain bad luck and so he's like putting down the other pieces like I really was in love with her yep <laughs> it's very, very sad it's sad because <laughs> Keenan's like yep uh, but then you got stew on her and now she wants nothing to do with you yep. and like the big like I think the awe from the audience is like too big <laughs> Like I, I think they stopped doing Kel love plots because of the the reaction from the audience in this moment. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they they were cheering for Kel. You can you can tell. Hey, everybody loves Kel. Yeah, Keenan's got a, a theory of how to cheer him up. Okay, why don't you get me some cheerleaders, some cheerleaders, and some cheerleaders, and meet me at the swimming pool? Yeah. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Yeah. Okay, nice. So he runs off. Then Cal's just like, he's like, hey, Keenan, I don't want to s- swim with some cheerleaders. Wait a second. Yeah, I do. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> yeah. I will say that last moment is a good one. Any moment, yeah. any outro that ends with Cal being happy is a good outro. I, I agree with that. I tend to agree with that. So, and that's the that's the show. <laughs> Aaron, whose fault do you think this episode is? Keenan's or Cal's? Keenan. Keenan's. <laughs> You ruined uh, everything. Is that gonna as the I've noticed that as we've gone further in the show that it, it's more and more obvious, right? Oh yeah. In early seasons, it, it was kind of loose, but it's very clear who's the who's problem. Very, is. very, very, very clear. Yes, there's no doubt about it. It's Keenan's fault. He ruined everything with his fear. Pretty <laughs> much, he let fear control his life. Yeah. So we. <laughs> Absolutely. And there's definitely a message there about uh, going too far and judging people that are different. Uh, I think it's a bit of that. So, yeah, uh, make sure you validate your friend's feelings and don't steer them wrong. If anybody has a crush on you and you have a crush on them, you don't have to assume that they're a witch. Although, (laughs) you know, I mean, if uh, it's always a possibility. It's also worth noting that, like, the, the kind of... Uh, evil witch that they portray in the show is not like true to real life right and somebody could have every single characteristic of a witch except uh and not be one yes uh, not <laughs> counting uh, chris's mother though that's still <laughs> we're still we'll be exploring that 
It seems like there is some level of witchcraft happening. Um, witchcraft. <laughs> now, that was another joke we didn't mention, right? When, yeah. when the teacher's talking about witchcraft, Kel goes, witchcraft? Witchcraft is it? Like arts and crafts? Like, you know, craft macaroni and cheese? I don't know if he said that. He said something else. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, he didn't. That, that's a better joke. They should have put that one in. They should have. Yeah, they should have got a sponsor. Uh, to, to kind of cap things off here, I really wanted to highlight uh, Linda Cardellini's uh, performances and other stuff that she's done in her career because I, I guarantee you, everyone listening to this has seen or witnessed her in, so in something else and didn't even realize it. Like, she's done a lot of, like, animation work, like, uh, voicing characters and stuff like that. And her archetype is very much kind of, um, I don't know, uh, good-natured mother. <laughs> so, uh, for example, she is um, she's Hawkeye's wife in Avengers, uh, the Avengers oh. movies. Oh, she's like a real actress. Yeah, yeah, she she does that stuff. Uh, she voices characters on both a regular show and Gravity Falls. Oh, cool. She's accomplished. Yeah, she, she was in Legally Blonde. She played Velma in the live-action Scooby-Doo movies. Oh. She's got a lot of accolades, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, and in this era, I think through the 2000s, she was just like, she plays, I call it like the other girl in a lot of like right. TV shows. Like she was on nine episodes of Mad Men, three episodes of New Girl. Uh, you know, she's just all over the place. So, but very, uh, very accomplished. All right, so Aaron, I've got my, my other, my second question of the, the nights to you is about ratings. So this episode on IMDb is rated 35 Right below average uh, out of 62. Uh, 7.5 out of 10. How many uh, bottles of orange soda would you give this episode? Adam, I would give this episode eight bottles of orange soda. Mm. All right. I think that's a very fair. I, I laughed a lot. And so even though it was mm -hmm. little, the plot wasn't that desirable at the end, I thought it was really funny. Uh, the the Keenan's faces were just made the episode. And and just the, the there was a lot of good writing, a lot of really good jokes. And Chris's like moment um the scene where, where they're looking back at becky and 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 charlotte and rigby's i mean those scenes are are make the episode for me so i give it eight out of ten and i'll the, the pie in the pocket <laughs> the pie, can't yeah. beat that there's some good bits for sure uh, i i am actually perfectly lined with uh, imdb 7.5 is what i've given this one I, I it reminded me the other episode it reminded me of from season two was haven't got uh, time for the paint it's got like kind of the same, I guess, pacing to that. Doesn't stick the it's landing got that, perfectly. The school vibes, yeah. School vibes and the same kind of uh, right. The writing duo, not not turning their best work, but I, yeah, you know, a great episode of Keenan and Cal, nonetheless. A passable episode for sure. Yeah, yeah, far above uh, like mental calamity that I mentioned earlier. <laughs> so, uh, all right, <laughs> are you ready for next week's episode? Next week's episode is I don't know what it is. It's going to take me a while to pull it up. Uh, the contest. Nope. I can tell you you can announce it if you want. Please, please tell me. It's To Catch a Thief. To Catch a Thief! <laughs> yes. And we'll learn a lot more about Mark Cram, Kate Keenan's new neighbor. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you'll join us for then. Uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple's podcasts. And uh, share the show with a friend if you enjoy it. If you enjoy it. If you don't, keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, uh, put, put in your little witch's cauldron to yourself and practice it behind the scenes. Pandora's box. Um, thank you, everybody, for being here. We appreciate you. We appreciate you listening. And we will see you next time. Until then, 
Oh, here it goes. Thank you for listening. You can send us an email at keenancalpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash keenancalpodcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all at keenancalpodcast. 